Good evening, gentlemen, and hello, ladies, and welcome to Obsessed with Joseph Scrimshaw. In just a few moments, we will be talking to a random man from the audience named Paul. But first, I want to take just a moment to tell you about one of my creepiest obsessions, watching my wife knit. My wife knits pretty much constantly. I've literally seen her knit on planes, trains, and automobiles. She knits while we watch TV. She knits while she's cooking. She probably knits in her sleep, and I just haven't caught her yet. If we were all very quiet, we could probably hear her knitting somewhere right now. I have watched my wife knit many things, including scarves, socks, dish towels, underwear, handcuffs. It's like being married to her. It's like being married to a living, breathing Etsy store. <laughs> I myself can't knit at all. I had to pretend to knit in a show once, and I couldn't even pretend well. So I just took the needles and held them very close to my chest and moved my hands as fast as I possibly could. And I basically looked like a T-Rex having a seizure. <laughs> but I really like the concept of knitting. I like that it's something old and respectable that our grandmothers used to do. And then it skipped a generation and became this cool, sometimes ironic thing where people knit curse words into leg warmers and shit. I also relate to the collector's mentality. Sometimes I go to the yarn store with my wife and she gets excited about all the different colors and the balls and the skeins and the needles that are connected by a string so they look like nunchucks for crafters. Plus there's this great community to knitting. My wife can see a stranger knitting at the airport, and she can walk up to the stranger and speak in a weird, coded language, saying things like, I frogged my shawl five times last night. <laughs> and the other person will know what she means, and it's perfectly acceptable and encouraged even. So on the creepy side of things, I'm obsessed with watching my wife knit because, hey, if you can't do something yourself, you might as well watch someone else do it. But more than that, as an obsessive person, I'd like to be able to see that passion from the outside. I watch my wife knit, and I realize that's what I look like when I'm playing a video game. <laughs> I hear her complain about crappy yarn, and I know that's what I sound like when I bitch and moan about the Star Wars prequels. <laughs> so I would encourage you all to figure out what your loved ones are obsessed with and spend some quality time just really staring at them while they do it. <laughs> Because only by staring at other people can we truly stare at ourselves. And so, I raise my glass. Feel free to join me in offering a toast to staring at other people. <laughs> staring at other people. Thank you. And now, ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Paul. I knew I should have had three drinks. <laughs> and have, what are the residuals on this, I'm wondering? The residuals? Yes. Well, as soon as this podcast <laughs> makes money, okay. you can have some of that. <laughs> so did you need a drink? No, I'm good. Really? Yeah, I'm because really. you led with that joke. Are you I sure? know. Have you had any drinks? I've had drinks. I mean, before in your life, I would assume. Yes, but tonight as have well. You had drink How many drinks did you have tonight? Two. Two. What did you drink? Like Boilermakers? Um, it's a girly drink, but... Uh, uh, absolute mandarin and cranberry. 
Absu Mandarin? <laughs> like you can't even be bothered to say absolute? Right. Okay. Did you want another one of those? Because no, I'll, I'll buy you one of those I'm right totally now. I'm totally good. Are you sure? Thank you, Do you yeah. want some of my beer backwash? No, thanks. Okay. <laughs> all right. So, uh, Paul, we don't know each other at all, right? That is correct. We have never met. You are a random audience volunteer. I am indeed. So what brought you to this show, dare I ask? You know, I got the email from the Fringe Festival. Oh, and, wonderful. And uh, they have some great shows. So decided to check it out. Wonderful. So... Uh, the Fringe Festival, for anybody who doesn't know, is a wonderful uh, theater festival here in the Twin Cities, and it sends out a nice email to anybody who's offering a discount to their show. So Paul did not pay as much. <laughs> That's correct. And started by demanding money and free booze. <laughs> and residuals. And residuals. <laughs> I would call money, ultimately. Uh, so, Paul... You, what, well, let's get to know you just a little bit. Uh, uh -oh. What do you do for a living? Uh-oh, he says. Um, Paul's I'm, a porn actor. Yeah, I wish. Uh, <laughs> I am... Abso-Mandarin. That would be a great porn <laughs> film, wouldn't it? Actually, my porn name would be Brock Twizzler, heir, heir to two candy fortunes. That's what I've decided. So you've thought about this before. I have thought about it. <laughs> If you want to follow me on Twitter, that's my I, uh, name. That's your that whole Brock thing is your Twizzler. handle. Yes, Brock Twizzler. Brock Twizzler is yes. your and do, yes. you, do you have a lot of Twitter followers? I have eight, <laughs> <laughs> but they are very high quality followers. I have the best followers in the world. The eight best. Is it just eight. straight up Brock Twizzler? Is there an yes. underscore up in no, there? No, just Brock Twizzler. Just straight up at Brock Twizzler. <laughs> yes. All right. But you had like a place where your your porn you lived at the end of that, didn't you? Brock Taylor at like four or five Lake Street. What the hell were you saying? Uh, no, I am uh, Brock Twizzler, and the and then when you go into the description, it says I'm an heir to two candy fortunes. Brock <laughs> Twizzler, Jesus. I, <laughs> I know, tough yeah, crowd, right? It is a tough crowd. You, you are have to explain your money tonight. All their candy porn jokes <laughs> yes, for them. Yes. Just spoon feed them. So. Paul, what do you do for a living since we've established I, you're not a porn actor? I am an attorney. <laughs> <laughs> I so want you to do an attorney porn called Closing <laughs> Argument. Yes. <laughs> Uh-oh. <laughs> yes. Is All right, that so for me or you? <laughs> that's for, that's for okay. whoever drinks it first. All right. Uh, a woman from the audience has yelled that he needs a martini. I assume that you've collapsed this into one man. In <laughs> he, okay, somebody buy Brock Twizzler a martini. All right, so some, at some point you'll get a martini. Perfect. Right. <laughs> Absolute martini. Okay, so you're a lawyer. What kind, of, uh, what kind of lawyer work do you do? I do uh, real estate development. This is not oh, going to go anywhere. Okay. <laughs> yeah, other than some moans of sympathy. There were some moans of sympathy <laughs> right. and pain. Okay. But in general, uh, so it's a, uh, it's a good job, I would imagine. It is a good job, yep. Okay. In, uh, uh, do you feel like you're doing good of the world in this job? You know, um, I think it is morally um, neutral. <laughs> I think you just made so many D&D &D fans excited. Yes. 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 You are a lawyer neutral. Yes. Yes. A great D and D class. But it's necessary. It's grease for the wheels of commerce. So it's it's okay. 
Awesome. Let's it talk about your obsession. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so moving on. You you have said that you are obsessed with removing advertising signs from rights of way. Yes. That is nice and specific. Yes, thank you. So tell me more about that. You what? know, I don't know if you've all noticed, but all of a sudden these little signs that they stick in the ground with the two metal little prongs are popping up everywhere. And um, it bugs the shit out of me. It, it is such visual pollution, and you notice it's it's um, it's a little bit like a herpetic lesion. If you've got one, then there's two, then there's two. At least that's what I've heard. So I decided you have to nip it in the bud. So nip the herpetic lesion in the bud. Absolutely. You know, if I notice that if there's one, if you come back like on your way to the Brugger's Bagel for your morning bagel, you'll see one in a right-of-way, and a week later there will be two, and three weeks later there are four, and I decided it was my mission, at least on the routes that I follow, remove those signs immediately. I can't tell you how many times I've gone to Brugger's Bagels and I've noticed when I leave again, now there are two herpes. Right, exactly. <laughs> it's a plague. It is. Okay, so these signs are, are advertising like what? You know, it's all different things. And I had to be careful because maybe some of you noticed in the Minneapolis paper, there was an article about somebody who did the exact same thing I did, and he got sued by the company. It's this company, well, I shouldn't even say because then I'm going to get sued. Oh, no. We, we're not what afraid the of them. Chances? They're like Sergeant Boot Camp or whatever, right? Bingo. Yeah, yeah. It's, it and I have never removed any of their signs. Oh, remove them. <laughs> uh, yeah, no, the, uh, the guy who actually removed them has performed on this very stage many times. Oh, is that right? Yeah, you guys you know should hook what? up. You we guys could be like so the Justice League of anti-sniping. Right, right. So they're, they're everything from how you make money at home and Sergeant Boot Camp and... It's, it's everything, uh, haircuts, and mostly there's schemes on how you can make some more money out of your own home without ever leaving your bed. You know, Which is odd, because how are you going to see those signs if you don't leave your home? That's true. <laughs> Good point. Uh, so, so when did this obsession start? Um, probably about five years ago. It's, it's when I it, it really started to notice that they were popping up. And you just sort of built to a slow fury of Brugger's bag of strips. <laughs> exactly. One after another. And you exactly. got to the point where like, fuck this. Exactly. I don't have to put up with this anymore. So you remove them. I would remove them. And that was not satisfying enough for me. Oh, my God. This is going to get much better now. The martini <laughs> has arrived. Thank you. Thank you. People are shouting, chug a lug. <laughs> All right. Not just chug. They want you to drink that martini like you're riding a train. Right. Right. So, um, yeah, I just uh, started to remove them. and um, I. Where, where did you put them? Did you just, like, remove them and okay. throw them into the sky? No, or? no. I, um, this is, I would put them into the trunk of my car. And I would drive home, and my partner, Rich, we've been together 25 years, which is way longer than New Gingrich has been with any of his wives. Um, I would come home, and the trunk would pop open, and Rich would look in and roll his eyes and see the scattered signs that I would take out and put in the recycling bin. So, you know what? I will say, though, that was not satisfying enough for me. So at times, I would call the company to let them know that I had removed them. Because I figure, you know, it's not enough if you just remove them, they don't know. 
So I had to let them know that all this hard work of driving around and putting these signs in the right-of-way was for naught because a day later they were all disappearing. That's what I was just going to ask, if you, if you ever had the experience of driving by like a block that you've cleaned and feeling like joy and pride and hearing like music in your head. Absolutely. Dun, dun, dun. And they don't, they, they don't come back very quickly, I will say that. So removing them, you really do get some clean space for a while. But you do have to call them, and then once I read about the lawsuit, I started using a fake name. <laughs> and, so now uh, Brock sure Twizzler is a, sending them emails? Right, exactly, exactly, exactly. I didn't want to get sued, so I used my porn name. Right. So uh, when, when you remove them, they, they, they come back uh, pretty quickly. No, not really. Um, usually the companies I remove, I don't see their signs up, but then there's always kind of the... The companies that are naive and will put down their signs again, uh, different different companies. Okay, and you said specifically from rights of way. Is it just that's where they place them, or those that's where it pisses you off the most? Um, you know, yeah, it's rights of way. Like, if they're on their property, I would never do that. If there's a sign saying, you know, sale jewelry sale today with the sign and you know whatever, you know, God bless them. They're bricks and mortar. They're there. They get to do whatever they can to drive in traffic, but. Um, yeah, it's the ones that where you're driving, and it's right in clearly a right-of-way. It's in a weird place, and it just has a name and a number. That pisses me off. Okay. And, you know, you, you, you really do take your, hand, your life into your own hands when you do this sometimes. because When you pick a sign out of the ground? Well, no. And it's, I mean, it's the really good people, they put it into some medians that are really hard to get to. Oh, so it's like you have to play Frogger to get to exactly. it. Exactly. <laughs> Exactly, and those are, those are difficult. Some of them are, if any of you are going from downtown Minneapolis onto 394, some of them have placed them in those, those medians right there as you get on the freeway. It's kind of like, holy shit, how do I get this out of there without causing a major car accident? So you stop your car like on an on-ramp on right. a major highway. And you on get the out. shoulder, emergency flashers on, run, grab, throw it in the trunk. So it is like Frogger, truly. Wow. I am committed to this. So I want to get into, uh, so I think you've laid out like all of the really true practical reasons, and as your round of applause shows that, you know, we're on your side. Right. So all of the, the basics are there. But what about you? Oh. Why do you feel it is a, a mission that you want to undertake yourself, ridding our fair city of these hideous signs? You know, if I don't do it, who will? Is that noble enough? I, I think that's plenty noble. Yeah. Almost too noble. Yeah, a little creepy. Let, okay, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to put something out there. Uh-oh. <laughs> so, yes, it, it is a good cause. Obviously, we've established that. And anybody who does it is a hero. But again, why you? Why do you have to be the hero? Batman's parents were murdered. <laughs> Actually, I did Superman not know that. Superman had no choice. He was rocketed here. <laughs> Spider-Man was bitten by a radioactive spider. You're just a man. <laughs> so why you? Why do you have to take on this clearly noble task? I, again, I just, if I don't do it, I don't think anybody will. And uh, it needs to be done. So I'm going to start here, and I'm hoping by this podcast... I can get some followers. <laughs> it's going to start spreading across the country. I think you're going to take up from eight to maybe 12 Twitter followers. Right, exactly. And let's hope. Um, yeah, I think it's going to spread. And I was meant to, I mean, all that basket was filled with slips of paper. Why was, was mine drawn out? 
This is fate. It's fate. This is part of your origin right. story. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Okay, so let me try to summarize your obsession. <laughs> Paul, a clean-cut lawyer in a committed relationship <laughs> for 25 years. With the uh, same sex. With the same sex. <laughs> Amen. Was driving about town, sometimes stopping for a Brugger's bagel, <laughs> when he noticed hideous, ugly, illegal signs stuck places they shouldn't be, sometimes freeway entrances. And he started doing everything he can, he could, <laughs> to pull these signs out and throw them away forever. And that is how he became Brock Twizzler. <laughs> Porn star in ugly sign remover. Perfect. 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 Except for the tent. <laughs> okay, so I'm gonna I'm gonna close the very serious, very important pompous questions. Are you ready? I'm ready. If you were the wind, but, what uh, would your blowing sound sound like? <laughs> oh, great. Um, rich. <laughs> Let's say, oh, sorry. Was that that was easy. That's my partner. Was that your, uh, that was your, I wasn't yeah, sure if that was your yeah. partner's name, or are you telling me the sound would be rich? This, uh, no, but he should know what the blowing sound is. Uh, let's see. It would be... Let's see. It would be... Okay, sorry. <laughs> Next question. Paul's martini is half gone. Yes. <laughs> the next very serious, very pompous question is, will you ever volunteer at a live event again? If the cause is right. You are just a superhero. Yeah, thank you. You are a superhero in a nice little cardigan sweater. <laughs> and finally, Paul, what is happiness? Happiness is being drawn up to a stage to spread the word. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, Paul Rock Twizzler! Obsessed. Obsessed with Joseph Scrimshaw.